0: everybody and welcome to Journey Through Grill Island. I'm your host Sig, being joined by...
1: Emma Sarah
0: Barry And today we're going to be talking about PWG The Musical which took place on April 17th 2004 and came from the Elks Lodge in Santa Ana, California and was attended by 160 people approximately.
2: Yes approximately I think is the key word there although it looked fine I think the crowd, we did see some wonderful camera shots throughout the show of the crowd
0: and they've turned the house lights down as well, which yes. looks much better.
2: Yeah.
3: And they're also shooting it differently. The camera guys seem to live on the apron for this
0: show, and so it's, it looked and felt a bit different video-wise. The show starts with uh, Chris Bosch and his motley crew in the ring. He runs down the crowd.
2: This was the first instance of seeing Chris Bosch as Chris Bosh as the PWG faithful would know him, I think. You know, it's the first time we're really going to get to see him be himself and really, like you say, run down the audience, which is something he becomes famous for throughout his uh, tenure in PWG.
0: He runs down the crowd and Sky gets on the mic and he compliments Dragon, saying that he isn't such a bad guy once you get to know him, which... <laughs> I guess you've become kin during guerrilla
3: warfare? <laughs> Someone stands on your neck, you have a bond, it's a thing. Uh,
0: which enrages Talwar. He says if Sky wants respect, he has to earn it. And the only way he'll earn respect is by facing a mystery opponent Kane. The camera pans to the door and Kane does not come out. <laughs> but Sky needs to win tonight to earn their respect. This then leads to a completely different match, (laughs) as Top Gun Talwar and Charles Mercury take on Human Tornado and the returning Superbad.
1: So this was not advertised as the match. Uh, You'll notice there's no press release for this one, it was just a normal rundown of the matches before the show. But the first advertised match was supposed to be Top Gun and Mercury versus Zoukraine and Phoenix Star so they obviously couldn't make it so Human Tornado and Superbad were just thrown into their match so we get Human Tornado's debut as a in ring worker
2: wearing lovely trousers
1: fly open yeah
2: listen I had nothing to say about that
1: he's one of the so yeah he's dressed like a 70s pimp but he's got those awful Matt Hardy shoes but they actually work with his suits because he's looked like he's wearing the tap dancing shoes and it works with his pimp outfit. So it's the one person who suits those white and black
0: awful wrestling boots. Excalibur and Disco Machine on commentary did have something to say about Human Tornadoes fly being undone. Mm-hmm. They said it couldn't withstand the pressure of his mighty penis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is very strong. I did enjoy them calling Superbad and Human Tornado the Thin Towers and making reference to Taro and Excalibur's name when they were in... Is it Rev Pro? Yeah. Hilarious.
3: Whenever they say things like that, does it ever make you think you'd love to go and just watch some of that old Rev Pro stuff? Because it's like even more formative for these people than these actual early PWG shows. Definitely. Human Tornado and Superbad... Significantly taller Than the other two boys Did they stand out As just really really large To anyone else Yeah
2: Thin
0: towers Tornado uh, Is tall Yeah Obviously Superbad is too And Talwar is A tiny 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 little person Yeah Well That's not true He's actually the (laughs) second biggest man In PWG (laughs) After Taro
3: Mercury's a small boy certainly
0: Not really much To the match It was just a basic opener I thought Human Tornado Looked good though
3: Hmm Superbad
0: was
2: terrible. Yeah. It was really bad, yeah. <laughs> Super bad, am I right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you are me, so right. That's me done now. Uh,
1: yeah, fine, silly opener.
0: Mercury and Talwar get the win after human tornado goes for a springboard drop kick. He gets caught. Mercury puts him in a clover leaf, Talwar hits a flying leg drop and Mercury flips him over for the pin. So they have earned respect today. Our next contest is a singles match between Ricky Reyes and Apollo Khan.
2: Well, should you not get into it, it's your favourite wrestler. Come over. He looks different.
0: Did he? I, I thought, thought he did. I thought he, did. I thought he looked the exact same. I think oh. the camera quality has noticeably improved okay. on this show. Because Disco's match, I sort of... Sorry, Disco. realised how old he was. <laughs> oh, wow! Oh, no! But he also <laughs> reveals that... He was a teenager in the eighties. Oh, what conversation was that? I think they were talking about baseball.
3: I, cause I, I vaguely recall what you're saying. him and Excalibur, because I think it was
0: about something about and him. Excalibur. Was eight?
3: Yes. What was that? Was it? A, oh, I I okay. Know, I know the conversation. I can't how it came up, but yes, he does. He does say that. Yeah. Also, in that match, on the video quality, I kind of noticed his bad tan and his mm-hmm. his. The colour, I think, yeah, did he have highlights in his hair or something? We're really grilling disco. (laughs) Disco
0: wasn't in this match, by the way. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) sorry,
3: yeah. Anyway, no, the great Apollo Khan was. Yeah, I uh, can kind of see why you're over him because this was not any kind of glorious return. I thought this was fairly dull.
0: I thought the stuff early on on the match was good. Yeah, yeah.
1: I thought it was a very horny match. (laughs) Can's noises And the way he His selling was Really bad He (laughs) no sells And he was sandbagging Reyes And I think Reyes Got very stiff with him And just started Like thumping him Which Obviously deserved deserved. It was weird match. Reyes is so much better Apollo Can was terrible
0: He did a Terrible Kip up That he couldn't get over (laughs) So he just made it Into a tumble (laughs) instead
2: (laughs) I was distracted by other things during this match and a big, big question. So we find out that Excalibur has a bartending degree and then they go into Clown College and Hamburger U. So my question for all of you here is, would you major in Hamburger U and then minor in Clown College? Because they discussed that they're on the same campus or vice versa.
3: I, I want to major in Hamburger U. That seems like my kind of thing. I'm good enough at the clown stuff already.
0: I think I'd major in clown I think a minor will be enough for hamburgers I think you'd get enough from that
1: As someone who did a double major in college I think I'd double major
2: Oh <laughs> shoot There we go Thank you. I think I would major in clown Because I feel like that's an aspiration You know you want to go on and become a famous clown And you know Being a, being a flipping hamburgers is you know In case it doesn't work out You know they always say you've got to go to school I do prefer the hamburger route though being a ha- actual ham murder Yeah Yes But this, They're at home and being like Fry cooks And short order cooks And if that's I could do that I suppose We have to see What sort of options they have And might go to the open day I'll see I'll check it out guys
0: I hope there's a tasting.
3: I didn't even realize until you said the phrase "hamburger." Is that what? Is that the two life choices in life? You could be either be Ronald or be the burglar, Clown College or a burger. Wow! Wow! It's like has been McDonald's been trying to teach us a parable all this time about the two kinds of life you can lead.
2: Anyway, anyway, a match I have nothing to say about the match. Very distracted. I'm sorry.
0: Um, Rez won with a heel
3: hook worked the leg for most of the match and then Khan just tapped out at one point. I was like, okay, yeah. that's
0: that. Nice. Good stuff. How do you think Rocky's getting on fighting in Cuba? That's why he's not here. I assume he's still still on, on retreat. hope he's all right. We did get
3: a geopolitical update from Excalibur during this match where he said uh, there's an interesting background to this match because Cubans and Haitians hate each other and Disco goes, who's Haitian in this match? And he goes... <laughs> black people are Asian and Apollo Khan is black and I was like okay that's good thank you Excalibur
0: our next match is notable as it is the third match to feature a black person which means PWG can't be racist or so Excalibur claimed on commentary yes Um, it's Scorpio Sky against Disco Machine the very old Disco Machine (laughs) so
3: mean I'm
2: messing
0: he looks great for his age
1: Oh stop I think he does And we also find out That he's single During this match He lets us know Which excited me I don't know if he still is Get in touch
0: And a child gave him Two little disco balls
2: Which Were then broken
0: On During him. this
2: match On him Disgraceful
0: When Sky Hits disco With the little disco balls Patrick Hernandez Is looking right at him <laughs> <laughs> he just does nothing uh, that does get Disco
3: fired up, though, because at one point he gyrates at Sky with a very angry <laughs> look at his
1: face. That, that was the highlight of the match for me. That's it was so,
3: very
2: erotic.
0: It's so intimidating.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would put you off, though, wouldn't it? Some of the... Natural... Oh, very very
0: oh. As Excalibur is explaining that PWG isn't racist... Uh, Disco hit Scorpio Sky with a banana Yeah (laughs) It could not have been
1: timed worse Yeah That wasn't good And they both saw it was happening As they were commentating And just had to Oops (laughs) (laughs) It seems that one fan brings bananas to every show
0: That's his thing
1: Yeah because
2: bananas have been used quite a bit I think it is Oh wow they're just big pro wrestling around
0: a time family, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah this was another pretty quick match um, yeah not much to use Scorpio Sky taps Disco out with a triangle choke then the heels come out and attack Disco Machine and Sky tries to fend them off and which causes dissension in the ranks and the Quicksilver is split between them because Sky is his usual tag team partner but obviously he's tag champ with Bosch, so he doesn't know what to be doing
2: Someone decides to then scream out after all this, "You guys are gay, bosh!" <laughs> it's like really adding to the uh, seriousness of this moment.
0: Our next match is a six-man tag, featuring the Thomaselli brothers, Fito, Thomas, and Brandon.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: against the X Foundation, the full X Foundation: uh, Joey Ryan, Scott Lost, and Funky Billy Kim, who was extremely popular with the women.
1: It took me a good few minutes to remember who the third member of X Foundation was. Even as I was watching it, I couldn't remember his name. What? I could not remember. He's literally name. the first thing I thought. It's like he's back. I like I knew who he was. I d- didn't know his name. Oh. and then when finally they said it on commentary, Billy, Billy Kim. Of course, it's Billy Kim, <laughs> the
2: funky one the fucking one who hasn't been around well maybe he was he's driven ha- away what, he's had one match he was driven away
0: I think he said two or three he was in the first couple remember
2: so he changed his look and we're like Ooh, oh yes, fuck yes. yeah. yeah.
3: but yes yeah the, the girly squeals for the for the X were, were from Sarah
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was me in that crowd age nine
0: <laughs> is Brandon actually a Tomaselli
2: no
1: none of them are Tomasellis None of them are related. Oh,
0: they're work brothers. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't think any of them are Italian. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of them actually did look Italian. now that you say. I,
2: yeah. I thought they are brothers. No. Why does? Well, well Wikipedia's lying.
0: Oh. I thought you could ask why they have the same surname. Maybe.
2: Or is is there another group? There's, I think there's two. There's, oh fuck! There's two groups of yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Sorry.
0: There's two Tomaselli groups.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the rogue Tomasellis
0: yeah. <laughs> like chippers in ireland <laughs>
2: <laughs> never mind they were very fucking boring though that's for damn oh. sure yeah so boring like i actually am like ballards please <laughs> come out now and be more exciting than these guys well,
0: let's not say things we can't take back sarah
2: I- i've made a puppet now i feel like we're broken records though x matches because they're always so good as in, like they are always so good. Yeah. Like they even say about Scott Lost and commentary how he's like the inventor because he always just breaks out these new moves, um, and to be called the inventor slash Professor Scott Lost, you know, very early into his career, speaks volumes for that man.
1: They were calling the X Foundation X Plantation on commentary, and then they called him the Soup Plantation, which made me think of the famine. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got really sad halfway through oh no (laughs) all the soup kitchens anyway that's all I have written down
2: did anyone notice how bad the the camera work was during this match Uh, at this point it got really shaky and really bad and it was actually quite difficult to watch
3: I can't say I can't say I noticed specifically in this match but in general I mean it is horrendous still so definitely know what what you mean the the Thomasellis obviously we said they're, they're not that great. At one point they did like a triple dive where one of them and you've never seen three lads more nervous to just do a top rope move. It was just so they took so long to do it that they were out of sync and it didn't look very good. And I was like oh god. I yeah I think I would I would agree with that. I would rather have the Canadians who are so boring. I just forgot their name. The one they called Spalding. <laughs> <Ballards>. Spalding <Ballards, laughs> yes, and they were mentioned thirty seconds ago. Yes.
0: <laughs> the big talking point of the match is that Joy Ryan has. One of the Tomaselli's in, in the backbreaker position and Scott Loss gets to the top rope, presumably to dive on the on his opponent, but Funky Billy Kim is taking a beating outside the ring. So Scott Loss does a frog splash to the outside instead of into the ring. So Joey gets pinned after one of the Thomasellis reverses it and hits him with like an electric chair driver. It was pretty cool, to be fair. And then after the match, Scott Lost and Joey Ryan have a bit of a tiff. A hilarious tiff.
3: It's about wins and losses. Fuck off.
2: That was heartbreaking. No, no, I Billy Kim was trying to get his friends together. And he just tells them to fuck off in that accent that he has. Real thick Californian accent. Fuck off. Um... <laughs>
3: And Scott Loss goes friends first. And it's Rose
2: so... before
1: hose. Oh my god. Rose, Rose before, before hose, which doesn't even make sense in the context.
2: No. no. <laughs> Rose before. <laughs> Walls <laughs> okay, Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: I, think, <laughs> oh, I just loved how cheesy this was, and I, can't, I think Joey then goes, "He's a grown man; he can take care of himself." It was just like, man, <laughs> this is this is this is like this is the progenitor to any Johnny Gargano NXT storytelling <laughs> match. They are really having it up here. It was great.
0: The best was the end, like the sickest burn you've ever heard, where Joey Ryan says, "This got lost." You must like losing, because you make us lose all the time. him. <laughs> oh, Scott lost her attire. You're done.
2: But, like, I'm sorry, Joey. Come on. Like, come on. Man, what have you won?
3: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's choked a lot now in big, in big matches. He won, obviously, they won the, the titles. That's about it, really. Um
2: that was all Scott last if you ask me not biased at all Just
3: two two big things uh, about this finish I, think, I don't know if it was the next match or, or later on in the show the commentary later on points out how there's dissension in every single team in this yeah. entire company at this stage uh, which is pretty funny spoilers uh, spoiler for later <laughs> um, and also this is just like with the latest match, it makes me think the booking in this company is so, so weird. I know they're trying to tease this, the dissension between the two, but like having the Tomasellis beat X Foundation, like just
0: really, really weird. Whose side are you on? Joey Ryan or Scott Lost? Emma? I don't know. Okay. I'm torn. Funky Emma Kim. <laughs> what about you,
2: Sarah? <laughs> wow. Wow. It's Scott Lost, isn't it? Even if Scott Lost was 100% wrong in this situation, I'd still say Scott Lost. Even taking in last month. Yeah. I just think Joey Ryan is only out for himself. where Scott Lost Ooh. wants to be there for his friends.
0: friends come first.
2: Billy, Kim, where's... where's- for his friends for the last four shows
1: Billy no Scott where's Billy been <laughs> didn't get booked did they
2: where's Billy where's <laughs> Billy <laughs> I was like everyone backstage is like, Scott where's Billy, where's <laughs> Billy? <laughs> So we oh, forgot to call him this weekend guys oh. where's Billy string <laughs> maybe oh he was God. injured maybe he was busy doing <laughs> Jojo don't, don't things. I don't know, ever I don't know. I don't know why, but when you said that, all I could think of is, you know, I lost the parents, and it's a bit different. I want my Billy back, Billy
0: back. <laughs> 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 That's all I
3: Oh, uh, are they? What about you, Barry? Whose side are you on? Uh, I'm on the side of Scott Lost. He was looking after his boy. He was looking after the funky one. I know it's all about the big paydays in PWG, but... You know,
0: Joey Ryan, be there for your friends. He's a grown, man. He can handle himself. <laughs>
2: Evidently
3: yeah, he
2: not. He's getting kicks <laughs> which you I think was awesome.
0: You didn't say out, that, right. It. You did say it right. The accent. Oh no, I'm not <laughs> It is funny that like Billy Kim is just like their child <laughs> that they're fighting over in front of, but they don't want them to see. His
2: name is Funky Billy Kim. <laughs> I mean, so, but whose side are you on, Zig?
0: They both make valid points <laughs> But I think, yeah, Scott lost You have to look out for your friends yeah. This is a podcast about friendship first oh, That is correct
1: <laughs> Wow
0: So our next match is Christopher Daniels against B-Boy
1: We really miss out not having the Fallen Angel entrance The last time Christopher Daniels was on We got the whole entrance Because the crowd is really behind him. And I think the entrance has a lot to do with it, but unfortunately with the editing, it just launches straight into him. You don't know he's a fallen angel from just his plain trunks. So you really miss out.
2: Commentary exposed him here, I think, as being Curry Man. <laughs> yeah. Because they mentioned that he was junior tag champs with American Dragon, but that was Curry Man.
1: I find commentary quite Different during this match, they settled into quite a play-by-play, but you know, silly shit balance, They've, which worked really well.
0: They do it again for the main event. They uh, do. You can tell, and I think Escalera has said this in the past: if he respects them and yeah. feels they deserve it, he'll do it. I think it was Joe previously; he's done that for as well.
1: And yeah. Dragon, when he's when it's a serious Dragon match, and he's not talking about his ass. <laughs>
3: But yeah because like the context of the of the Dennis thing was like he was running down his accomplishments which is such a normal play by play guy thing to do he was like CZW best of the best and IWGP uh, junior tag and all this other stuff and he said he's had more titles than Excalibur has had hamburgers in his life
0: which is plenty hmm. alright Sarah don't have a go very, uh, very anti b-boy crowd yeah chanting b-boy sucks and booing him which well
1: but b-boy would have been here last time around wouldn't he him and Homicide, the were they not? No, I thought they were
3: like massive favourites,
1: weren't they? They were, but then... Did they turn? When they lost the belt. No, maybe not.
3: I, I thought he was a face going into it. Yeah I, yeah, I thought he was face, but just Daniel's was more popular, yeah. than I would have thought.
2: All I know is a b-boy, and it's something that has bothered me for a while, is his gear looks like the type of thing you'd wear around your house. And, you know Like on a Sunday Like you know, I'm
1: wearing right yeah, now Yeah you're
2: not yeah. Open, You know we just want to keep it cash And that's his gear
0: Excalibur Reveals that he is Excalibur says He's a history buff And Disco says Yes he's also In the buff And Excalibur reveals That he always Commentates naked and Disco was clothed In Excalibur's clothes <laughs> I'm just
2: I'm not imagining him in his wrestling gear, yep. though. I'm not imagining him in like normal
0: clothes. They're having a, a
3: really solid match, and at one point they did a uh, double clothesline, which uh, the commentary acknowledged is always the indication that a match is great, <laughs> which I think is perfectly fair.
2: Just lovely airtime on the moon salt.
0: His moon salt is always exceptionally crisp. Yeah.
2: Greatest moon salt ever. Some would say.
0: I tend to agree with some. <laughs> B-boy kept going for the rings of Saturn. Which then got reversed and uh, Daniels hit him with the last rights to win. Now that all the wrestling shit is out of the way, um Hardcore Kids is in the ring with a mic. Uh, which is always a good time.
3: Yeah. It went on too long,
0: this one. But. The
3: the length I I did not expect going into this show that I would come away with like a collective hours worth of Jesus promos that I would have seen. Like yeah. he goes and goes and goes. And every show he's on he goes.
2: Welcome back to Pro Wrestling or oh, rang tang <laughs> Kid is
1: there with El Hefe, Who's supposed to be like a manager mouthpiece of... El Hefe. doesn't say Doesn't word, do anything. Doesn't do anything but the crowd absolutely loves El Hefe.
0: Oh, his Jefe chance. His t-shirt was cool too.
1: I have, yes, what was
0: his t-shirt? t-shirt? It just said El Jefe but it's like <laughs> cool, like biker yeah. gang font.
2: When Hardcore is on a roll in this promo. He mentions his grandmother's, like, cuss jar, but he mentions, like, me and Hefe's grandmother. So are they brothers? They have be brothers, right? Or Or cousins, or something. For this segment, yes.
0: (laughs) The reason Kid introduces the cuss jar is because he feels the crowd have defiled the Great Elks Lodge and the fact that none of them are members. And he has a great line... Where he says, and none of the bookers in the back are members, and I certainly wouldn't be part of a club that would let me in. <laughs> and I thought that was really cute. So he went around to all the fans uh, who he called the Skid Marks or the Skid Smarks.
1: I think he tried to say Skid Smarks, but he he fell over himself and said Skid
0: Smarts. Yeah.
1: And the crowds go, oh. <laughs>
0: so he went around the crowd with the swear jar and it was great like every fan just went up to it and would just go fuck and <laughs> pay money it was a genius way of getting was, a bit of money off was. them
3: um, he did specify that this is a shoot during his promo yeah. um, and when he was talking about no one being a member he said this is a shoot I'm responsible for this venue so is he saying that he like, he was actually their connection to get the, the place
2: yeah
0: and after uh 10 minute promo I think He says Bruce Pritchard <laughs> told me To never <laughs> bury an opponent So I'm going to say his name now And he just said Messiah
1: Yeah so he was originally supposed to face Messiah And he brings up Billy One Thumb as he calls him So yep. a call back to our, My favourite wrestling story Of Messiah getting his thumb chopped off Messiah isn't there so Teddy Hart comes out with a girl
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, well that was for the crowd to look at (laughs) thank you (laughs) Teddy
1: Teddard
0: that's what Excalibur calls him Teddard Hart Teddard Hart Teddy Hart comes out and cuts the most intense promo I've ever seen and grabbed his balls at least five
3: times (laughs) oh this was the most Teddy Hart debut you've ever seen in your life I don't know how to describe his pants, and it.
1: like say what you will about Teddy Hart, the man knows how to be comfortable. He's wearing his usual baggy pants, but there was something special about these. I don't know what material it was, but it made them look both shiny and fluffy. <laughs> he
0: they, they did look like they were trousers. Made of blankets.
1: And they were so wide. Yeah. It just reminded me of that, you know, those technogoths? Yeah. That... And <laughs> <laughs> dance. Yeah, he he looked like a comfortable technogoth.
0: <laughs> Which, ironically, is what Messiah looks like. Yeah, yes. So Teddy Hart comes out, says he's... Here to make a statement, and he wants to wrestle not today, <laughs> but eventually.
1: When there's more people in the audience, he yeah. absolutely buries the attendance.
0: I'll come back and wrestle. I want this place full when I'm back, yeah. like your dad saying. I want this room tied. You when I go my return, <laughs> and instead he introduces. Special K (laughs) as his ringers which I had never known Special K wrestled in PWG (laughs) well had a match in PWG
2: also wearing Teddy Hart wearing Teddy Hart yeah
3: does he bring pair's for everyone yeah he does does. it was like it was like in WWF when a heel brings out small people in ridiculous parody (laughs) outfits of The Rock it's like here comes these two skinny little Teddy Harts in knockoff Teddy Hart gear although I guess it probably was his actual gear if you watch the Best Friends episode with Teddy Hart
1: he tries to dress just. Chuck and Trent in his he gifts them silk and he talks for about fifteen yeah. minutes. What is he a
3: wise man to Jesus,
1: But not but he has like his his runner, whoever the guy yeah. with him is, go get go fetch me my,
2: my fetch me my <laughs> silk. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't oh, sorry, go off, didn't he talk about going to a WWE show? Like he yeah. went to the hotel, obviously met up with um this cousin D H Smith or whatever, yeah. <laughs> and he gives him his clothes, and he's like, "Who else is here? Like, do they want some clothes? Like, yeah. he he's it. like a
1: feeder, but with his
2: silk <laughs>
0: clothes."
1: It's uh, lit and deranged from Special K, who are children <laughs> essentially, and they begin what is my favorite match, my favorite B W G match ever.
0: <laughs> you know, we're in for a good one when well, the very first thing commentary say is to apologise to Hardcore Kid for putting him in this situation and saying he did not deserve that and we are really sorry. So Excalibur reveals what was meant to happen was it was meant to be Teddy Hart against Hardcore Kid. So I guess Messiah was never meant to be in the match. It was meant to be a surprise I guess.
1: No, it, it was supposed to be Hardcore Kid Messiah then Messiah couldn't make it so they brought in Teddy Hart because Teddy Hart was over for the the New Japan Dojo tournament
0: Yeah And he lost
1: Yeah so he was in California for that So they brought him in But he essentially came that day And said I've never heard of this guy I'm not facing him And he like He did say that He was like An absolute asshole as, Oh yeah he, I mean can you believe it But I mean he even says it in his little promos like I don't read the internet except for reading about myself but I've never heard of Hardcore Kid yeah, and I'm not facing him and that was the shoes
0: yeah
2: but it kind of makes you think because this was obviously soon after the whole infamous Teddy Hart incident in Ring of Honor yeah. and obviously you know if you piss off Joe and Punk I'm gonna hate you I just wonder like he got backstage and there's probably a ton of people here that absolutely despise him because of what he's done
0: at the very end of the match Excalibur says Teddy Hart will never be in PWG again I assume he isn't no the match is pretty much just hardcore kids flinging Special K around but (laughs) taking his aggression out on these poor boys they've done nothing wrong but he beats the shite out of them and they lose their names. They are called now Oven Mitt Number
1: One <laughs> and Oven Mitt Number Two, and Excalibur introduces them as the gayest thing since gay came to Gay Town, <laughs> which is an infamous commentary line from PWG history. Um, I think it comes from Aquatine Hunger Force.
2: Yeah,
0: They do love their adult Swim reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel so sorry for them because they're even like attempting their you know the moves that are famous were like spitty shit on Hardcore Kid and they're actively laughing at them like "Ah, (laughs) yes go do it again it worked so well the first time it's like what the fuck was that and it's like oh no
0: yeah it was a twisting poetry in motion yeah it looked terrible twice yeah
3: (laughs) Then they go,
0: yeah, that was craft. Go do it
3: again. And then the camera guy misses it as <laughs> well. Yeah. And, and they're like, Oh my god,
1: you can almost see the camera guy just kind of turn around yeah. put his camera down yeah. because the shot is just
3: lost oh. completely. This is actually from the very last match. This is the perfect contrast from when they are they somewhat respect the guys involved, yeah. to the complete polar opposite. And they just had the best time. I was, it was so funny.
0: Like, I just felt so Sorry for Special K Who have taken the brunt Essentially Of Teddy Hart's Misbehaviour Yeah uh, The commentary Of burying them Hardcore Kid is Wailing on them While Teddy Hart Is sitting with his people In the crowd
2: yeah. And then he gets involved Yeah And they're like Piss off Teddy Hart
0: How Much Do you think Hardcore Kid knew about this Not Do you think he found out In the ring He was wrestling those two
2: No
1: no It was definitely that day though. Okay. No, they definitely had something set up. But it it's just the best you have to see it to believe it. It's infamous as the worst match ever in PwG history, but it's so wonderfully bad. Yeah. There's even everyone's bad. It's like Hardcore Kid pulls it together, but there is a point where the two oven mitts they have Hardcore Kid pinned, but Rick Knox is knocked out out of the ring and El Jefe <laughs> brings wakes him up to throw him into the ring to <laughs> even though it's Hardcore Kid that's covered and even Excalibur and Disco Machine they call that out on Coventry because
2: like why would you do that? <laughs> every it really added to the yeah. comedy of errors oh. in this match
0: like I usually don't go for the so bad it's a good thing like I don't find it enjoyable <laughs> but this was hilarious I loved it from minute one to minute 27 <laughs> actually Excalibur says that the in-ring promos before the match were 17 minutes long yeah.
2: Teddy Hart still cuts that same promo he cut that one on main Weekend at the fucking Orange Cassidy show this year he does the same thing
1: about his big dick and his big balls.
2: Everything's the same. <laughs> that he loves these people and wants to perform for them. But not tonight.
0: <laughs> Just uh, on the, the Hefe thing, that time Special K did have him pinned, it's because Teddy Hart came in and hit a springboard DVD- DDT and it really looked like Hardcore Kid did not want to go over for us. Yeah. Like, you can see... Teddy Hart has him in the DDT position and really cranks him down. Like Hardcore Kid tries his best yeah. not to take the move. It's so hilarious that after all he puts him through, Teddy
3: Hart, he still wants to come in and get his little bit of shine. You know, he wants to do his move. And God, what a dick.
0: Kid wins with two flapjacks.
1: Isn't that what they're called Alabama Slam
0: Alabama yeah. Slam that's it yeah.
1: one of the, on Oven Mitt too he does the most vicious Alabama what, Slam they were both, both yeah. pretty, pretty like, hard it, it definitely would have cracked a spine or yeah. two it was, it was once it, again it was, not their fault Skylar
2: <laughs> does call them spine busters yeah, spine he did because yeah. they quite literally yeah. could
0: have so after the match Teddy Hart comes in again gets on the mic uh, says he'll be back and then calls out Super Dragon yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think the beauty of this match is Excalibur and Disco Machine we find out actually that they're watching this a month later they had obviously heard about this match but this is their first time seeing it because the way they're reacting they can't believe what they're seeing I think this is worse than they even imagined
0: yeah
1: and that, that makes it really special. At the end Excalibur says I don't know if this is going to make the DVD but you have to see it to believe it. And it's true.
0: I think it's when how Kid hits the double stunner off the top and Disco <laughs> just goes No, we have to put this out.
2: <laughs> and then at the end he's just like Teddy Hart you know never 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 coming back.
0: And to send the crowd home happy Teddy Hart just does two backflips and <laughs> leaves.
2: <laughs> Super
1: Dragon, because there is a cut then as well, yes, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. He, he does his little promo, and then there's a cut, and then it's just him doing flips off the ring. So God only knows and what happened.
3: <laughs> oh, they would have loved for him to come back and fight Super Dragon. They would have like, loved. Oh, we all would. Yeah, I, I, t- I, would have loved to be backstage when really he after caught out Super Dragon. I'd say they had that match. <laughs> 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 Guerrilla Warfare three backstage.
2: It's. I was looking at my time hop today from 10 years ago and it just says, Teddy Hart going back to Ring of Honor? Oh no haven't they learnt their lesson? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like that is perfect timing. I would
1: watch a 3 disc documentary on this match. On this match <laughs> I, mean. I, I can't stop talking about it because I love it so much. I would love to know from everyone's point of view I want to know everyone in the back everyone in the crowd I want to know everything
0: so if you were in the crowd I was going to say <laughs> yeah, if you were pleased get in touch absolutely
3: and if you saw Super Dragon's reaction that's all I want and if, as it was ending uh, Excalibur said thankfully it's over thank you for ruining our show
0: <laughs> it was magic
3: yeah no and I think everyone should check it
1: out on high spots
0: as much as we try I don't think we can do the insanity justice no, no. it has to be seen
1: I think Botchamania do a thing on, I'm going to find they it have actually, to because I think there's a Botchamania on it and it's really good because Matthew got a bit obsessed with it
3: god this is the quintessential Teddy Hart stupid bollocks to happen he shows up and he changes his match the match is shite he does a flip all you're missing is the cash that's
1: all you're
2: missing (laughs) is the
3: cash but the best thing about it is it's the
1: dumb Teddy Hart stories But this time You're actually getting Teddy Hart Being dumb On Like on camera Because usually It was just like Things you'd read on the boards Mm. Things you'd read In the dirt sheets Mm. And then you'd see the match And you'd put everything together Together. And be like Oh backstage this Backstage that But here he is Acting Like Teddy Hart (laughs) You know For half an
0: hour You also Don't Usually ever Get the commentary Telling you The backstage story
2: (laughs) That's true one of my favourite things is always, like, when he mentions the fact that he doesn't read the internet, he only looks up himself. Like, that's true. Because when the whole Ring of Honor incident happened, oh my God, Punk's live journal. Yeah. He breaks down everything that Teddy's Heart said in a radio interview. And the man is delusional.
0: Oh, he's insane. He's
2: so delusional. And he like, Punk and Joe just completely rip him to shreds. And every time I have to see him do something i go back to those live journal entries and i'm at peace
0: yeah no you can tell he is the exact same person today he has not changed one bit so our semi-main event is for the pwg tag team championships as chris Bosch and quicksilver are defending against sbs super dragon and excalibur before the bell rang someone in the crowd shouts to Chris Bosch to get a tan and Excalibur says if he got a tan you could see his stretch marks <laughs> and then Bosch goes and if you gained weight yeah I just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it was very,
1: as um, Excalibur said, if he got a time, you can see his stretch marks. The camera pans down Bosch's body in a very unflattering way. <laughs>
0: poor Christmas. Oh, no, poor Bosch.
2: His name is Fodogenic.
0: Not yes, <laughs> Not yet.
2: Not yet. <laughs> no, it's on his no, time. No, it's on Oh, is he oh, is he yeah, it <laughs> oh,
0: God. <laughs> I just couldn't see past his handles.
1: <laughs> oh no! Excuse me! <laughs>
2: Body shaming all over town today! Well, Excalibur looked lovely and in Savelton's new gear.
3: He
1: did, he looked
2: fantastic.
3: It was cool, yeah, I liked it.
2: Zig Thoughts? Yeah, I did like it. Apparently his old gear was smelly.
0: Yeah, apparently it stank to high heaven, and people would get pinned just so they wouldn't have to spend another minute in the ring with that smelly gear.
1: <laughs> I may have spoken about this before, but why why do so many
3: wrestlers have Superman tattoos? Yeah, I was noticing that, well, that he has one again today. Uh, I don't know, they're just not very creative. Like, so, like Chris Bosch
1: has one, um, Braun,
3: Strowman Braun Strowman has one.
0: Just mm-hmm. got lost.
3: No No That's a surprise All his gear Yeah all his gear Coming out to the Smallville Uh, theme
1: Gallows has one There's some Well Chris Hero Obviously his Superman obsession Like Superman's the worst superhero
0: He's a beacon of hope Maybe they need hope
3: Yeah they're Americans Like they just love He's he's the most American superhero I think He's the Hulk Hogan of superheroes Kind of yeah Well,
2: Green Lantern fan Would disagree anyway (laughs)
3: I did see just randomly on, on like Twitter a, a week or two ago someone posted some like no name low level indie wrestler who had a big gigantic Spider-Man logo tattooed on his chest like absolutely massive as well so that's good
0: and wasn't it one of those ones that looks like it's fading into your skin oh yeah one of those oh, crappy yeah. ones yeah yeah, yeah that's the good stuff he'll never get an action figure made
3: I was just thinking the exact same thing I was like if you have any aspirations at all of being a major league wrestler don't get a copyrighted thing tattooed on you
2: Uh, but Uh, it was always fun buying the CM Punk figures and it was just a a gap gap.
0: both his shoulders because he has the Pepsi and then he has the Cobra Kai thing on his other shoulder yeah
3: and I think in the current games they take Bronze Braun's Superman thing off him obviously
0: yeah
2: Get one on your face. Imagine what they'd have to do then.
0: <laughs> Put you in a mask. you <laughs> oh. remember uh, MVP had to wear a full bodysuit because he had uh, Malcolm X <laughs> tattooed on his titty.
2: Does he? Yeah. Is that why? Yep. No way. No.
0: That's pretty cool. Anyway Anyway, this match This match uh,
3: was actually pretty good. It was good. Okay. yeah, it was good.
2: I think that's why I don't have very many notes because I've yeah. watched it. Yeah.
0: Excalibur reveals on commentary though that he hasn't drank in over a year because he is a bad drunk um, did you
3: believe him yeah the follow I, I did it first but the follow up comments made me think they were doing the a hash- bit uh,
0: there was definitely a oh, about him being a bad drunk
1: no about him giving him, drink.
0: About him giving Oh oh yeah. No, okay. yeah. well, I took him at face value
1: very trusting
0: and as we found out- a-
1: they say nothing they say on country can be taken <laughs> at 12 early
0: sorry we found out just this weekend how much he hates problem drinkers so yeah yeah, the, Sorry the, the for so trusting funny. Putting trust in our Lead commentator Well now I don't even know If Christopher Daniels
3: Did win CZW Best of the best I'm going to have to Look that up myself You oh. saying
0: that about B-Boy
3: Was he saying that about B-Boy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Christopher
0: Daniels Chris <laughs> Daniels I,
3: CZW
2: Well he's been everywhere
3: I don't know I, I, yeah. I'm racist against ball people Oh my god <laughs>
0: You know, B-Boy was CZW's guy. Yeah, he, well, I, I knew that much, but I assume Daniel's passed through some. But no, I he, assume he has. He was,
3: he was listing on of Daniel's.
0: Anyway. And then he says, oh, but B-Boy has one stuff too, and then says, best of the no, best. So. anyway Yeah
2: this match I think it, it the, the bells had kind of like flip flopping around mm. but there was just something about this match that actually made this being like feel very important that it was a title match because of I suppose the history and the build from their feud this match did feel very important and I think that's why I got into it and just it was very good like it was at the highest level really that we've seen from Bosch and Quicksilver and I think it's down to the fact that
0: who they were in there with I hadn't copped on to the belts not being defended thing until they said on commentary that like B-Boy and Homicide lost their first defence and Lost and Ryan lost their first defence and now Bosch and Quicksilver go on to lose their first defence too I didn't really cop at the time that that's a thing that they're trying to do until they said on commentary and after they said it I really didn't know who was going to win either um, I going into I thought Bosch and Quicksilver were retaining, so the the finish really caught me off guard.
3: Some Sarah mentioned at the the start of the show, I thought this was the most Chris Bosch Chris Bosh has felt so far. I thought he was pretty pretty good in the match. I enjoyed him a lot. I don't know if it was an intentional Ric Flair style bit or not, but he came out of his pants at one point to break up a pin. He got his bum out, which is always a good. Uh, Always oh, a highlight in a wrestling match. I don't think he had a choice. Excalibur was really <laughs> holding on <laughs> yeah, to those yeah. tights. For dear life, yeah. Man, just just, be, just working over Excalibur, being a dick, taunting Super Dragon, just really good stuff. So much so that they called him uh, Christopher Macharelli, which is a, a really terrible pun on commentary.
0: SBS win the titles after Excalibur hits Quicksilver with a uh, Tiger Driver 98. Dragon is down so he slaps Dragon to wake him up and psych him up oh so Super Dragon gets to the top and hits a moonsault double stomp which is vicious and then a Psycho driver to win
1: Um, it's always a pity that everything's cut off now because it doesn't feel like a title win yeah because it it cuts straight from the pin to the next match so you don't get the the belts or the celebration
0: or you don't even see the champs come in with the belts no yeah the opening match promo was I think the first time I've seen the type belts
1: yeah
0: our final match is a grudge match stemming from our last show it's Samoa Joe against Brian Danielson class that's it I had one of the most iconic PWG moments I think the West Side Story finger snaps very nice
3: yeah uh, so early on in this match what happened was Brian Danielson said I thought this was supposed to be a musical and so he and Joe squared off West Side Story style and they snapped their fingers uh, in time while, while circling around each other just for a brief second but it was uh, it got a good laugh I had seen that clip before I had not seen this match I was glad that they kind of just did that very briefly and then they moved on because I was like this is supposed to be a grudge match but it was very funny Another, another commentary tidbit. Did anyone catch Disco Machine's cat's name?
1: Yeah! yeah no. Giotto. Jato. Giotto. That was yeah, yeah, Giotto, yeah, it was Giotto. I thought, it was, I thought he was called. So, did
0: know. anyone catch the cat's name?
1: <laughs> the cat's name was Giotto.
3: I thought it was Jado as in like Gato yeah. and Jado. So no. did I. Yeah, it
1: was Giotto as in the Renaissance painter. <laughs> that's, that's what that's I
0: weird. was. It was. Yeah. No. 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 It Gato and Jado, okay. I think. All right, Disco,
3: ah. come on. We apologise for what we said earlier. Please tell us what your cat's name is and who he's named after. The cat's definitely dead by now. Okay, we're sorry about
2: your cat. name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please, can you get in touch? Circa 2004, that one. The thing I liked in the match was Joe had Brian in the corner and the ref did the count and Joe did, I had till five. Um, twice and then Brian reversed it And he did I have till five And everyone cheered
3: <laughs> Dragon
0: did a, a springboard Tope Con Hello at one point
3: And he nearly hit his arse Off like a step In this, this weird little Community centre Elks Lodge Thing and that, that Ground in general looked no fun to be taking uh, bumps on
0: And Excalibur, like Lost his mind on commentary That he did this Tope Con Hello and saying it was the first time he's ever done it, which it could be, but it becomes a staple in his big Ring of Honor title matches. Yeah.
2: That is the one thing from this match, and that the commentary does kind of start out joking together, but then you do sense the switch in tone when they realise, crap, this match is actually really, really good, and they just do play-by-play. Occasionally mentioning Joe's hard head because he's Samoan, But mainly focusing on the match and and, and doing it justice, I think.
0: I think it was the best straight singles match that we've seen so far.
2: Yeah, I think it's a level above, definitely. And I think that's a testament, I suppose, to who's in there. Like, I was just watching this and just kind of going, fuck, like, Dragon is so good. And obviously, so is Samoa Joe, who is in great shape, I think, at this moment in time. He was looking well. So I that it.
0: The reason this was the main event because Frankie Kazarian Baby Slim and uh, Adam Pearce were all suspended after their brawl on the last show which you know 100% isn't true because there's brawls on every show yeah, and, <laughs> and
1: especially this show
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I just find good wrestling a lot harder to talk about than bad wrestling
2: <laughs>
0: yeah 100% because
2: you do just find yourself you just watch you, it, yeah, you're, not, it you're, not, you're not taking notes because you're like I don't want to miss something if I'm just writing down everything
3: And plus, you can only convey, like, you could really convey to people how bad a bad match was. Whereas, you know, Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe, they're just having a great match. It's like, you know, people don't get any more of it if you list the moves or anything like that. But they were were really uh, uh, teeing off on each other, which was great.
0: So the match goes to the 30-minute time limit draw. They're both down when the time elapsed. They didn't do the... What's now become a common trait of time limit draws where one guy gets it one, two, and the time runs out, or the guy taps like a second after the time limit draw, which I liked. Like, I liked that they kept them even and they were equals.
1: Yeah, I wasn't, I usually hate a time limit draw, but I wasn't mad at it. I thought it was perfect.
0: After the match, Brian Dennison and Joe have a shoving match, uh, which prompts Ricky Reyes to come out and try and. Calm the situation but it backfires and it only gets worse as Joe and Reyes attack Danielson
2: did
1: Reyes just appear?
0: he just, yeah, he just did came in but do
1: we see him coming out? because when I was watching it he was just in the ring suddenly I didn't see him approach
0: no you didn't see him come from the back yeah 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 okay. yeah because yeah, the crowd were chatting five more minutes and
3: all stuff, so I don't think they made any effort to see yeah. Reyes uh, come out Kind of like the X Foundation match I just couldn't help but laugh At the verbalising during the beatdown At the end Because Joe says Remember when you left me bitch Yeah <laughs> Which I was like much. Divorced dad Samoa <laughs> Joe Ringing up the X at 2am Like Never or... turn your back on the dojo the like dojo
1: brothers <laughs> That was a bit
3: much Oh god it was great And then So Reyes and Joe Satisfied with what they've done They, they, they take their leave Danny gets on the mic to issue a challenge that he does he calls Joe the paedophile world champion which I guess this would have been around the time of the Feinstein outing I guess 2004 would that be right? Because
1: he said a pedophile's world champion okay. I feel yeah. Yeah, he, he, he was yeah he was
3: definitely yeah. a, a Feinstein yeah. thing because no, he was, wasn't calling Joe a pedoph- no. the world champion of the paedophiles he was
1: saying
3: he's champ- a paedophile's of course. Title,
1: I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't put together Brian, Brian
3: was in Ring of Honor at this time, wasn't he? It's not like he was, you know...
1: Well, he's not going to say... I mean, come on, this is his moment. Yeah.
3: Because no one was
0: expecting that. He signed off by saying he is a much better dancer. Than, a far and, superior dancer. And then just
2: cuts off. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last line. I can't wait for when... Carl Fredericks goes off and comes something big, and Clark Connors beats him up <laughs> something. So you turned your back at the dojo, bros. Yeah. Oh, so cringe.
0: I'm very curious as to what this leads to
2: Ricky Reyes against Brian Dennison.
0: Well, yeah, but the Joe,
2: <laughs> Joe Daniels stuff.
0: That's the intrigue. Yeah, they'll do a, I assume, maybe a no time limit match.
2: Well, Danielson's going to go off to Best Super Junior. So, good luck, Brian Danielson, <laughs> in the Best Super Junior 2004.
0: Give our best to Curry Man.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, after our in-ring action, we are treated to a vacation diary. A suspension diary? Adam Pearce sent in a video of his vacation to Vegas, accompanied by some wonderful graphics. So take us through his vacation.
2: So... We're introduced to him just in a hallway in Vegas, explaining that he's gonna go out on the town with his with his fifteen pounds of gold and leather, maybe. And then he so he's like he's gonna take them out on the town, so he did. He's on the streets of Vegas. Then walks to outside a strip club and Chicken Head Trish is there.
0: He has a lovely exchange with Chicken Head Trish, who he then bad mouths and Turns to face the camera to say something into the camera, and Trish in the background is <laughs> shouting at him. I have to say, I thought his, what was quite obviously
3: just improv stuff, he just went out with the camera, interacted with those tours. I thought he was way funnier and way more charismatic than I ever would have expected if you described this idea to me versus what it actually was. I thought it was way beyond the level I was expecting. Um, he didn't seem to give a fuck, he just went out there and didn't care that he looked a fool. I suppose it doesn't matter in Vegas, but didn't care that he looked a fool, being a caricature of a pro wrestler walking down the strip. Uh, after his interaction with Trish, uh, we cut to the next morning, and he was walking down the street again, and he chose to imitate a mime uh, that he bumped into on the street, and then, like, a schoolyard bully in like a Saturday morning TV show he asked him to shake his hand and then swooped it away at the last possible second um, that was the point where this really felt like they were whoever was filming him I don't know who his, his camera person was where they were literally just kind of they had the camera on them at all times and were like anyone we see that we think we might get a bit of a laugh with we'll, we'll whip this out
2: I loved smooth the operator playing in the background that was my favourite part of it
0: so after that after his interaction with the mime he Introduce us to Todd, who is a presumed homeless man, who he gives a bottle of beer to, but American Budweiser, the America's beer, apparently. And he claims that in Vegas he sees it all, the man on top and the man on the streets. And Adam Pierce is the champion of the streets. And he fights for men like Todd.
1: Blitzkrieg Todd.
3: Okay, we should say all these ancillary little characters got uh, title cards. So Trish was identified as Chickenhead Trish, which I'm sure she was flattered by. And I'm sure she definitely signed a release one to be on this DVD, almost certainly.
0: Adam Pierce then says he's going to show Baby Slim and, well, Bobby Slime and Francis Kazarian um, his training regiment, and that they should pay extra close attention because... They might learn something I guess I don't oh, yes, know Why yeah. you show your opponents your are to... Anyway The very first open workouts In Vegas maybe That's where Dana White And UFC got the idea mm-hmm. Adam Pierce's Training methods Are actually Quite unconventional As it turns out It's just Having sex with prostitutes Yes Or hole one and two I am Living out the dream Of wearing a pro
3: wrestling robe And championship Into the bedroom King Absolute goals And he's also in
0: boxers And like why does that seem weird we see him wrestle in his pants every month but there's something about him wearing boxers that makes him look like he's in a state of undress <laughs> yeah.
2: but his boxers are really long I don't know if that was just me they
1: looked like no four. they were I yeah. thought he was, wearing he, looked like he was wearing two pairs of boxers so I could see two
3: waistbands
0: classic wrestler <laughs> just in case he never knew it. there's a knock on the bedroom door And Pierce is very annoyed because he thinks one of his ladies has ordered room service on his dime but it turns out it's baby Slim at the door who enters the room and attacks Adam Pearce in the most WWE fashion uh, with his bandana up to conceal his
3: identity of course <laughs> obviously he snuck into the hotel Yeah. Um, and like two kids on holiday he gives him a hip toss onto the spare beds <laughs> like <laughs> within the context of this fake fight this is the fakest possible
0: move a chase through the halls ensues and, and just when Adam Pearce thinks he's getting away, he steps into the elevator, only to be met by Frankie Kazarian <laughs> yeah.
2: Looking cool
0: Looking very cool, very dapper in a suit
2: oh. <laughs> He was looking cool oh,
0: okay. Do you not agree Emma? No, he looks awful He's his desperado as his well
1: low ponytail
0: oh. <laughs> He looked like a hitman. <laughs> I liked his earrings. Like, yeah. So cool. It looks like he used car sales. <laughs> oh, he did actually, yeah. Frankie and Baby Slim chase Pierce off and they're going back to the room, reasons unknown, and they realise oh, the two ladies are there. So.
1: And they've been paid for it.
0: <laughs> and dinner's made. Um, so. <laughs> they put on a do not disturb sign and close the door
2: They're <coughs> back after these messages yeah. baby Slim says
3: and obviously they're like improving all this stuff and they're trying to get this I'm sure they're trying to get this done as quickly as possible in one take so they don't get kicked out of this yeah. hotel but they go back to do this thing where they go into the hotel to be with the ladies and what appears to be two randos have just kind of walked drunk. up drunk randos in there and Kazir's like oh there's two girls in the room and the girl's like there is two girls in the room <laughs> (laughs) and then they're hot and they're hot and and Kaz's like yeah um."
1: (laughs) Yeah. Kaz and Slim are doing this thing where they're like oh here's an Altoid freshen up the breath and the woman's like can I get an Altoid I was like, "Uh, no, not right now. And she's so close to them, she's right on top of them. them. But they have to finish this in one shot. They know they're going to get kicked out soon.
0: She only stopped short of going into the room with them.
3: Yeah. Oh, she was basically like at the frame of the door. Yeah, so she was... I wonder if they had been a second slower. They would have come back and they would have been in the room asking the girls if they were
0: okay. Those two poor women had to just sit there while they filmed... They're chasing bits as well. And like, they're sat so awkwardly there as well, like, caressing each other. Yeah, while no
1: one's they're there. both sat in the bed with the blankets <laughs> over them, as you know you would imagine if you pay someone for sex. <laughs> while you get ready,
2: they'll be in the bed, <laughs> snuggled up, waiting they, for you. They
0: look like an old married couple.
2: Yeah. <laughs> definitely, actually, did get paid fifty-five dollars yeah. to be in this. Yeah, like not each. Come on.
0: Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. Oh, this is the.
3: Grimiest piece of pro wrestling footage I think I'd ever seen. My biggest problem with it was
1: for. Adam Pierce's second day in Vegas He's wearing a big Chicago Cubs jersey yeah. He is from Chicago But he has his stupid southern accent
0: Yeah no. And it's
1: like okay If you're going to do the southern thing That's fine Don't dress like you're from Chicago <laughs> I mean what Tennessee man Is going to walk through Vegas In his Chicago Cubs jersey
0: His accent as well uh, that he puts on Like he puts on a black accent Yeah But also goes southern and then has his normal voice he has three different accents throughout this whole shtick just so inconsistent and just so lame I'd love to know what has them in Vegas really God I wonder if it's like a tryout or something I don't know Someone's stag party Yeah it's a lot for the three of them to go out there to film that
1: Well Baby Slim and Kazarian don't have to be in Vegas they're just in a shitty motel Yeah true I mean it's not all cut in one day Sorry to (laughs) break down the fourth wall here, but they're just in a random shitty
0: hotel. You said it was the Bellagio. (laughs) (laughs) So I assume that leads to a match between the three of them at some stage? I guess so, yeah. Um, Look forward to that, I guess. And that wraps up the show for us. What did you all think of the show then?
2: Probably my favourite one so far, just because as that great semi and main event the shenanigans and yeah just great great quality stuff
0: cool, what about you Emma? <laughs>
1: uh, yes really liked it, Um, I think we're getting into proper PWG now, uh, we have two of the more famous matches on this card one for all the wrong reasons and yeah, really liked it
3: Barrel. yeah really enjoyed as well among my favourites of the ones we've watched so far uh, an excellent main event a match that is so bad it's funny proper PWG funny and small thing I liked is that the inconsequential matches were really short on the undercard as well so there's no time wasting yeah I think
0: it was definitely their best paced show yeah. of all of them that wraps up the wrestling and now we move on to Curious Gorilla so our first question comes from Henry who asks If I have chills and they're multiplying Is it the season or should I go to the doctors? Doctors? Doctor Octagon <laughs> 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 nah, nah,
2: nah, nah, nah. Nah. Definitely always get something checked out Don't wait
0: I'm one of those I don't like getting stuff checked because what if it's bad <laughs> So I just hope it goes away
2: that's
3: not.
0: That's good. not good. Um, go
3: to. The, I'm going to side with the girls and say go to the doctors.
0: wait a out Henry E. Graham.
1: And <laughs> uh, next one is from Ben. If you can recast West Side Story with two wrestling stables factions playing the Jets and the Sharks, who do you pick? I love this question.
2: I'm going to ignore like timelines of factions being together, etc. And I'm going to say so we're going to have Los Periquas from 1997 WWF against the full blooded Italians from <laughs> um, <laughs> like late 90s ECW. Okay. Because yes. I think they're very fishing up the roles.
3: I'm going to cheat and use a tag team rather than a faction just because I'm struggling. I want to put the gangsters, New Jack and Mustafa, against Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh think of the promos. okay.
0: Um, take the tents off rather I think the first faction I would want to be in it is Special K oh my (laughs) god as the Jets or the Sharks I think they'd do well as the Sharks they're the Puerto Ricans yeah I think they could pull that off Uh, they already have the headbands and stuff and I would like to see them go up against the New World Order wow yeah
2: step for those yeah. special
0: games yeah. I think they'd put some good stuff together and I think Kevin Nash would look cool as a biker or as a greaser mm.
2: yeah. I'm just imagining a special K like winning and then them doing their big rave at the end of yeah. the film
0: it'd be
3: fantastic if anyone wants to like do a fire pro simulation of all these matches we've put together please do send it to us <laughs> what about you Emma
1: so I would stick to a very traditional format <laughs> I would have as the Sharks all of the colognes, all of them. Nice. Um, Because I think Carlita would be really good in that role. Uh, I'm imagining them doing a stage production rather than any wrestling. Um, Against the Mean Street
2: Posse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, Amazing. Thank you. Pete Gas. Hell yeah. I'd say he'd be great on stage. He
1: would be wonderful on stage. Um, I think. Primo and Epico would be fantastic dancers.
0: And is Shayna Mack in this? Yes. Yeah.
2: And Brooklyn Brawler too.
0: Why ass. White <laughs> ass.
2: Okay, <laughs> so our next question comes from Eamon. And he says, In 2013, Anne Hathaway won an Oscar for a performance in Les Miserables. Which wrestler in PWG makes you the most miserable when watching their matches?
0: That's a tough one. Because there are a few. I want
3: to disqualify anyone that loops back around to being amusing. Okay. if that makes sense? Okay. I, I was thinking Jardy Franz, but I'm always amused by his presence. Well, I'm going to go with the Ballards. Mm. Absolutely. I hate them. Oh, I, I will go with the Tomasellis because I specifically said I thought they were worse than the Ballards.
0: So I'll go with Tomasellis. Hey, yeah. Mr. Excitement.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: False advertising. I can't abide by that. <laughs>
2: Either really good or quite bad. I'm going to go with Alcatraz. Oh!
0: Oh. We really don't like hardcore ink, do we?
2: He was very
3: bad. One last question, so uh, this is from Snowboy on Snowboy on Twitter, and he says, Is there anyone on this show that wouldn't beat Jimmy Havoc in a shoot fight? So uh, just for context on where that question comes from, we are we are recording this in November when just the day before we did this, the story came out that uh, one James Havoc and Excalibur had some kind of um, dust up at a Jimmy's seafood restaurant before the AEW pay-per-view that involved Jimmy swigging and missing at Excalibur and subsequently being choked out by... Excalibur, the real shooter In what is not only A hilarious story in general But just the funniest possible visual I'm just picturing seafood going everywhere Jimmy is in that outfit where he's painted all white Excalibur is in his black coveralls With the mask on Uh, It's 2004 Excalibur, I don't know why But uh, yeah, and so uh, that that is the Context for that question Anyone here think they wouldn't stand a chance with Jimmy Havoc? Of us, yeah. That's, oh. that's the question. So Why my no, question again: on the, on the show, yeah. No, not us, The wrestler. Then PWG the musical. Oh no, I thought he was asking who who among us on this show wouldn't be able to take Jimmy. Havoc oh, we'd all be able we to
1: take him, take him on. on yeah.
3: yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's, um, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. It, it, same. Same goes for the musical. I think anyone on that show would probably take him. Uh,
1: uh, lit and Deranged <laughs> Oh, there's no. two of them. Actually, lit and arranged are mini Jimmy Havocks. So what? Uh, they're like mini Jimmy Havoc. Little, little, they're little, shit. They're little shit. Oh. They can't oh. wrestle. They think they're a lot bigger and tougher than they are.
2: That's why Special K is such a big group. There, there is one. That's why there's like 20 of
0: them. I'd say uh, Patrick Hernandez might lose. Because he's so inept that he might trip over <laughs> his own feet and fucking brain himself.
2: I'm really
1: worried by the time this comes out, the story will have been debunked.
3: Yeah, there's no one else on the card. I think everyone else on that card would flatten him. That's why I, I interpreted it more as our, the show being our, our broadcast, but we'd also Flat. flatten him as well. So.
2: What? Did you answer? I think I was just like, well, I think everyone could take him, really. Maybe, like, even the crowd.
3: <laughs> the banana guy. <laughs>
2: He's a little weasel. Like, imagine Half Angel's fucking. <laughs> glorious
3: I think that drunk girl who wanted a, a breath mint she could probably you know I think that would be I think that would be competitive I think that would be competitive <laughs> chicken head Trish taking
2: up this <laughs> girl
3: <laughs> and I think that's going to do it for our questions this well, time what
2: about the mime though well the mime was kind of like having you know the
0: mime painted the same
2: <laughs> brothers at arms
0: oh dear thanks everyone for, for the questions the start that about wraps up the show for us And we'll be back next time with 44 Ways to Kill You with a Pimento. If you want to get in touch with us, our Twitter is at Gorilla Island. The Gmail or the email is Island at gmail.com. My own personal Twitter is at Zig on the Rocks. And Emma's is.
1: As O underscore M- G.
0: Sarah's is.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
2: when you said Gmail all I could think of was Gorilla Mail Gorilla Mail <laughs>
0: And Barry's Twitter is? <laughs> Sarah, what's your Twitter.
2: At Sarah Flat.
0: See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye
2: everyone. Bye. <laughs>